I'm Al John Go, co-host of the Disney List podcast, as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock podcast. Here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times. So they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money. Where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next Disney cruise, Disney park trip, Adventures by Disney? They can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. I'm Al John Go, podcaster and producer of the Disney List, Skull Rock Podcast, and Dining at Disney. When you're creating content, podcast, webcasting, live streaming, or wanting to step up your video conference calls, you need quality gear and accessories. That's why I use Gator Frameworks in my studio. From professional broadcast boom arms and microphone stands, studio monitor speaker stands, ring light kits, headphone holders, elite furniture studio desks, and acoustic wall treatments, Gator Frameworks has you covered. Gator is the leading brand of cases, stands, and support system solutions for music, pro AV, creative pro, IT, and general utility industries. They have over 1,000 different solutions made from vacuum plastics, rational molded plastics, wood, sewn, and EVA materials. Leveraging their expertise in case design and manufacturing, Gator has a complete OEM division that works with leading companies around the world to engineer and create custom cases for original equipment manufacturers. For more information, visit GatorFrameworks.com. Product provided in exchange for promotional consideration. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From the Gator Framework Studio in Music City, it's the Dining at Disney podcast. You know the thing about Big Food? It brings folks together all walks of life. You'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the Disney parks. Let's do this thing! The Dining at Disney podcast with your hosts, Kristen Hetzel, Bubba Alvarez, and Kat Arcori. Happy New Year and welcome to the Dining at Disney podcast. I'm Kristen. Of course, joining me is Bubba and Kat. And to kick off the new year, we have a very special guest. It is Kim Bouchard, and we will be talking about her newest book, The Positively Disney Cookbook. So I've got a copy that I actually got as a gift for Christmas. So I have to say, I'm very excited to try some of these recipes out. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and click the notification bell so you know when we share new content. So, how's everybody's New Year started? Oh, yeah. We started at Disneyland, actually, almost. We, we just came back yesterday, so. Nice. <laughs> yeah. How's yours been, Kat? I've been at the airport. I've been stuck at the airport, like, all day on Tuesday. <laughs> but I'm back in L.A., Happy to be here. Back to work. Can't complain. I got the picture of the kids with Santa Claus. I put it directly <laughs> onto my refrigerator. Oh, so excited. <laughs> How was your guys' uh, holiday? Did you guys have a good, the kids had a good time with Santa? Oh, yes. They got spoiled by Santa. I and saw all the gifts that Santa and brought Papa them. And yeah. Nanny, I so. love it. Oh, oh yes. Awesome. They love it. The little kitchen I saw and everything. Yes, and it was it was very warm here until the other day where um, we went from 78 degrees on Sunday to having snow Tuesday, and it's snowing all day today. So it's been, you know, 50-degree <laughs> difference, like overnight change here, so... <laughs> It's it's insane since we don't normally get yeah. snow like this. Kim, how was awesome. your how was the start of your new year? 
I had an amazing New Year, actually. I started it off, well, the New Year's Eve. I played zombie dodgeball, golf, uh, hockey, and uh, was pretty darn good at that uh, golf. Not so much the zombie uh, uh, dodgeball uh, in a, uh, it's called Lounge Top Golf here in Seattle. So my family, we went out and just had a Top great golf. time. Yeah. And yeah. holy cow, you work up a sweat. So next time I do that, it's going to be like some kind of workout closer. so fun we have one here but we've never been to it i've heard good things about it though you guys do have one yeah yeah they're super fun i'll tell you really fun that's the first time i went to that one i've been to an open air like a real kind of top golf in arizona and i'm a little bit competitive so i like beat my 21 year old son in a couple of games so i was pretty proud of that and then he he whipped me the other times, but I just, it's just fun. And it's just something else to do rather than just go to a movie or something, you know, not saying that's bad, but you know, just kind of fun. (laughs) I love golfing. (laughs) So let's go ahead and get started with some discussion. So for those of our listeners that aren't familiar with you, Kim, will you tell them just a little bit about who you are and some of the things that you've done, your books and such? Uh, Sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm actually, uh, I started writing only five and a half years ago and the sixth book in the regular Positively Disney book series will be out. And that's a series that are heartwarming stories from the actors, the cast members, the guests, artists from all over the world. And uh, then my latest uh, book is the Positively Disney cookbook that, oh my gosh, I'm just having so much fun with it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I actually going to be doing a Zoom cooking show here in Seattle, believe it or not, uh, oh. uh, with, with, with it. Um, which is going to be kind of crazy. I've not uh, actually done that before. So I'll kind of have to uh, figure out the best way to present that and which recipes to do that. So I don't flub it, you know. <laughs> Al, John and Kristen can help you with that. She's done. She did cooking shows on on podcasts and they were very, they were very nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll, that. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> this has to be good, you know? <laughs> yeah, we did okay. Hey, um, the, the cool thing is, though, is that you get to produce them however you want it to look. It's not like you're doing it live. So hopefully, at least, yeah. are you I doing am, them live? I am doing it live. Oh. I am doing it live. It's for a television show. Yeah. Oh, in wow. my kitchen. Yes. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Kimberly, good luck with that. Uh. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, okay, I better have something already made that looks good. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh yeah. put it in the oven and it magically appears. A Time seconds. travel oven. Yes. Well, you yeah. know, sometimes, you know, sometimes Kimberly, what they what they do is they pre-record that stuff. So, I, I, if you're going live, live, boy, that's that's really cool. You have to get all that timing down and hopefully have some really awesome people. I'm sure um, if it's uh, being broadcast on local news or something like that that's going to be pretty neat so yeah so yeah it's um yeah it'll be interesting and uh and fun i i mean i'm always up for an adventure really and uh yeah so and i know these recipes you know it's not that i haven't tried something well i haven't tried all of them but you know that i i have i'm very familiar very in it's very very intimate with me because of the very nature of what i did with the cookbook so it should be fun so what gave you the idea to create this cookbook? Because it really is something that's very unique. Yeah, you know, so I, like everybody else on the planet, we're doing a lot more cooking and baking at home. And uh, so, I, I mean, after cooking and baking, like, I don't know, a thousand meals or whatever for my family, I, you know, I keep writing in that. And I, I it kind of started making me wonder about what other people were eating, cooking, baking, But then I thought, well, I wonder what these Disney Star Wars people that I write about are cooking, eating. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm going to find out. I'm going to do a cookbook. And then I always want to be able to help in one way or another. And all my books always help a foundation of one sort, one another. And uh, I thought, well, this cookbook, I'm going to give 50 percent of all proceeds to the charity Feeding America so that I keep it with the food idea. Uh, but yeah, so I just, it was kind of from my own, like, I don't know, it was a lot of work cooking and baking all these last couple of years. And I just was curious about what other people were eating. Uh, I love to watch those videos of like, uh, 
Florence Pugh or Stanley Tucci cooking on their Instagrams. Uh, those, those are Marvel stars. How did you decide which Disney stars you were going to ask to be a part of this cookbook? What was the well, process? Yeah. So, you know, I, I happened to, in the last five and a half years, get to know an awful lot of people from my other series. And so I just asked, you know, I just said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Are you interested? And then they told two friends and then they told you, you know, that kind of thing. So really word of mouth. Uh, of course, I didn't because I didn't want to put anything out there on social media. I just didn't. You know, I had to keep that very quiet. And then I just called a few um, agents that I knew in L.A. to see if they uh, could invite some of their folks. So that was, you know, believe it or not, I thought that was going to be the tougher part of the whole process. But that was actually the easier part of the whole process. And very grateful for all these people that said yes, you know. Awesome. So how long, because they're, you know, there's so many different people that are involved in making this because they're individual recipes. Mm-hmm. How long of a process from start to finish did this end up taking? Yeah, well, you know, uh, the idea came to me at the beginning of April and by early September, it was complete. But what happened is I ran into production issues, paper issues, you know, all those kinds of things. And so it got delayed a little bit. And then finally, and then shipping was interesting because I, I kind of got on both ends when I was, um, you know, my printer was waiting for shipment on paper. And then once the books were done, they were shipped. Uh, so I kind of ran into some issues there. So, I, you know, April, April, May, June, July. So about six months, it was done and it was a good eight months before it actually was released, which is, is fast, yeah. actually, yeah, when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. I would have thought it would have taken a lot longer than that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. well, <laughs> I did a lot of 16 hour days. I was pushing hard for those months. <laughs> it, it was, you know, it, normally it would take a year at least to get something like that out. But I don't know. I just... Um, Sometimes I just get in the zone, you know, and before I know it, my husband's bringing me in food all cut up so I can keep writing and eating. And, you know, he really did. He really did. He brought in food and drinks for me and just kept me hydrated and fed because otherwise I wouldn't have kind of come out of my office, I guess. (laughs) Now, are you in the office right now that you that you worked on this? Yes, yes. I can see oh, yeah. why it would be easy to stay in there. <laughs> uh, well, I know it's fun, right? And I'm everything. always adding things. Yeah. I like a uh-huh. little walk bust in the back top right there. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. That is one of four of the molds that they did for the uh, partner statue at Disneyland. Actually. Whoa, no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty special. I kind of creeped my husband out at first, you know, kind of seeing this. Head. But, you know, I put a Santa hat on him, you know, during and, and dress him up a little bit here and there. So he's not so out there. That's awesome. I got a question. Uh, do you any recipes that when you, you know, you looked at them and you're like, well, this is going to be interesting. But when, you know, you go through it. The final work, you're like, oh, this is amazing. You know, like I'm sure you had some of them. I always read them and I'm like, what the heck? But then when I'm done making it, this is delicious. <laughs> yes, I did. I had several actually. <laughs> um, so, you know, most of them are, are I, I shouldn't say normal, but they're kind of normal things, you know, that, you know, sometimes they're a little bit fancier, flashier, or whatever. But the one thing, two things actually come to mind. Uh, so Billy D. Williams gave me a recipe, but I haven't done his yet. I've done like 19 or 20 of them already, but not his yet. And he gave me, um, it's called a noodle kugel. I'm like, what in the world is a noodle kugel? Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's actually a dessert uh, that involves noodles. So I, I can't wait. to. I have to do that before Star Wars Celebration because I'll let him know what I thought of his recipe. Because that's what's happening. Like any kind of convention I go to speak to, I always make sure that whoever the celebrities that are in, there that are in my cookbook, I make sure I do their dish so that I can give them some feedback. <laughs> but uh, the strangest one was called uh, Called shark and bake and it was from trevor etienne he's pirates of the caribbean guy and and other other things in in london and uh oh my word i'm like what in the world shark how am i going to find shark and uh 
it's kind of a funny fish story because I didn't want to leave them out at everybody else's dishes done. And I called around all these Asian markets and the one, the last one, my final resort, he's like, Oh, why don't you just go out and Bob for it? I'm like, what are you talking about <laughs> Bob for it? Like what the world do you mean by bobbing for shark? And secondly, um, what if, would I, how would I know that it was a shark that I got, you know, it's not like I've got great whites around me in Seattle. So i said, Oh, forget this. This is not going to work. What would you give me as a, as a substitute? So I used, um, I think it was a uh, rock fish or something like that. Something a little firmer, like the shark. And Oh my gosh, it was so good. The, the, the uh, spices from the Caribbean, you can buy all these individual spices, all this stuff, in the cookbook, you can buy things individually and put the spices together. Oh, yeah. it was an hallelujah moment. It was like, wow, this is really good. I was going to say something about Billy D. Kimberly, because, you know, that dish works every time. <laughs> what was a noodle what noodle noodle kugel hello what do we have here a little noodle <laughs> that's a funny i name. could help myself <laughs> so i noticed going through the book because i haven't had a chance to make anything yet since i i just got it But Mm -hmm. I was going through and noticed that some of the recipes, they've got stories that go with them. Yeah, that that was one of the things I requested. Uh, I I wanted to have the meaning behind the recipe. I'm always about the story. And it just made it a little more special. I think 90-some percent of the people put in an uh, anecdote or a story behind the meaning of the recipe. Because, you know, these recipes... A lot of them were handed down from generations, and there's the story behind that. Uh, Believe it or not, there was two that were created specifically for the cookbook was super fun. And, you know, every these recipes weren't just randomly chosen recipes from from the uh, from the folks. They they had meaning and I wanted to know about it. So that's why I asked for that. And it just makes it just a little more special to be able to read the story behind that, that dish. What was funny is the first time I flipped through the book, it immediately opened to uh, the Bossert stuffed mushrooms, which I thought was hilarious. Since we know Dave, I was like, what are the chances? Like I would just open this book up and then there it is. That's funny. I haven't done his yet. I've got a couple more I have to do. I'm speaking in Jan- at the end of January in uh, Bakersfield and there's a few people. Hey, you're coming to MouseCon. That's where I yes. live. I'll be there. Oh, oh yay. Okay. I'm that's so here fun. as we speak. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So there's a few people. Well, there's about four, I think three or four of them that are actually in the cookbook. So I just have to make sure that I make theirs. But I am really dying to try um Dave's because for some reason I didn't like mushrooms when I was a little kid. I just didn't. I don't know why. Uh pizza the first time I didn't like it either. But anyways, I love mushrooms now. I'm like that's always on the grocery list or mushrooms. So yeah, I got to try those. <laughs> it's the alternative. Do you have a favorite? Meat. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it's the alternative meat. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh. It's, it's, it's earthy, but yet, you know, very much got that tenderness that, that people dig. Like Are mushroom you stealing burgers. what I always say? Yeah, pretty much. You're taking oh. credit for it today. That's oh, what, okay. Yeah, that's when you and I are, we're, we're in sync on you and I. <laughs> there you go. Um, I was going to say, do you have a favorite recipe that you've made so far from the book? You know what? I have to tell you that everything I made from the book is amazing. It's it's just, and it, it turned all, it all turned out. So I was very grateful for that. Sometimes it took a two or three tries, um, you know, for a certain recipe, just because it was me. But uh, I have to tell you, my one of my... One of my biggest surprises, no, two biggest surprises, I'll tell you. One was, believe it or not, a roasted carrot recipe. It's got orange juice and orange zest on. Oh, my gosh. I'm there. I am a huge vegetable lover now. I wasn't before this cookbook. And there's a garlic ginger bean uh, recipe as well. Oh, my word. I'm serving them at every like Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner now because they're just so fabulous. But those are two that 
I was surprised that the vegetables would taste so good. You know? I don't know. I just, you know, I thought a vegetable is a vegetable, but no, not these recipes. Um, there's also one other one that really sticks out in my mind. And it was uh, Eros con pollo with tostones uh, from one of the pirates and parts of the Caribbean, Vince Lozano. Oh my gosh, that was amazing too. I had not, I don't know about you guys, but I normally cook, chicken with like chicken breasts or a whole chicken or whatever, not chicken thighs. And um, at least not for many years, but his recipe took chicken thighs. And of course it's all these adobo seasonings that you combine to make the adobo seasoning. That is just amazing. I mean, I couldn't keep that in my fridge long enough. Everybody inhaled it. So yeah, it's um, that was a surprise because I testoni, I mean, I, I I had not even pronounced anything correctly until I actually made it. So it's all good. Bobby, you have any other questions? Um, actually, just a personal one. So, you know, you're a huge Disney person, obviously, just by looking, look, reading the books and looking at your background. What drew you to Disney? Like, you know, all of us, something drew us to Disney, which is why we love doing this podcast. What you is You know, well... The, really, the magic of Disney started in my living room when I was a little girl. Uh, I grew up in Canada, and uh, to, to, I, I mean, I didn't even know that that castle was real when I was little. And that brought me to a happy place every single Sunday night. And then as I grew up, I ended up, you know, visiting Disneyland for the first time. My husband introduced me to Walt Disney World. And, you know, it is the, I will say, honestly, it is the only place that I can truly say that I can leave my worries at the gate. It's the only place I've, I travel the world and it is the only place that I, I don't think about anything except enjoying myself in the moment. So to me, it's, it's, it makes my heart happy. It brings a lot of joy to me. And it's kind of like, you know, that canister um, that they fill up at the laugh floor, you know. I so I go there, yeah, to get my canister <laughs> filled. Not saying other things don't bring me joy, but that uh, one, that's a boost, you know, to go there. Yeah. I think that we all need a little bit of positive Disney in the last few years. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been rough, especially with the point the parks were closed. Um, do you get people telling you, moving stories about how they spent their time in quarantine doing Disney things to try and help them get through the hard times. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, it's true. Actually, there are people that kind of did theme nights, like have a movie and, and kind of make something, you know, uh, that looks like something to, to, to do with the movie, the film or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of Disney board games out there. I mean, every time I turn around, there's something new. And so people did that, you know, to get, get a little joy. And unfortunately the, um, Disney stores have pretty much closed down because that to me, like I used to go into the Disney stores just to pretend I was at Disney and, and I really, would like to see in the future a, a change of heart to bring that back because sometimes that's the only piece of magic that a lot of families can ever have, you know? Uh, but I, I think um, when they could go out to a, to a Disney store, when they, before they're closed, people would, you know, or go to a movie. Uh, I did find that uh, people, you know what a lot of people were doing? They were watching also YouTube videos of people's park experiences or the attractions. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's very 2D sort of, you know, uh, watching an attraction, but it was because of my, just as, just an example. Um, so I, I didn't watch too many attractions when I was, uh, you know, through these last couple of years, I ended up going to, to Florida a lot more than I thought I would because I just needed that happiness, but it was because of a, a an attraction. Do you know the living with the land attraction with all the, the yeah, I mean, I love that one. Right. And when we were in Epcot just before Christmas, believe it or not, we went to all the pavilions because there's so much to do and see in the holidays at the pavilions. We were like, oh yeah, well, you know, been there, done that. And, you know, I'm so mad that we didn't do some of the attractions. So my, my friend uh, was doing a live on living with the land this morning and it had, it still had the holiday narration, which 
which I'd never heard before. Um, they had a, a topiary, Mickey topiary dressed as a reindeer. And I said, I was, oh, I really wish I could go. I said that to my husband. He goes, well, let's go. So we're flying out after this interview. We're, we're going to Florida. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Good for you. Hey, got till Sunday. Like, got till Sunday for all the Christmas stuff. So yes. oh, is it Sunday? Oh, thank goodness. Because that's what I was wondering. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's his birthday Saturday. So we're going to Epcot doing that. And then Sunday I've got Hollywood Studios, tomorrow night Magic Kingdom. But I'm like, watch, things are gonna be down by the time <laughs> no, I get there. No. Oh, wonderful. Oh, you just made my night. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we just went to Disneyland, I mean it's just everything's still up, trees. Fireworks awesome. show, the music, everything. Okay. So they would do that at Walt Disney World too, probably, right? Like yes. the same. Yeah, usually the okay. same day, yeah. Okay. Well, there's a big marathon right now at Walt Disney World. So I would yeah, think my that, that would be posted from there this morning. So okay. it looked amazing. Yeah. Got to run through Epcot, you know, and everything. He looked like oh, the other class. Yeah. I have to try that sometime, but I have to work myself up to that again. <laughs> not a marathon. Not a marathon. Um, but you know, just doing it is it's an experience right it is i've always wanted to do the wine and dine oh yeah even if, even if it's just the 5k yeah I, st- like, I still want to do it at some point my goal would be to at least once if and probably only once in my life do a half marathon but i would definitely want to do the disney ones that is so interesting because I just found out about the Run Disney back in, I think, book two when I was doing it because uh, I had a couple of people in there. And I, it just is like, I think it's the best thing in the world. And when we, have any of you guys been on Castaway Key at all, uh, Disney's Island? Okay. Well, they have a 5K <laughs> there. Every time you're on the island, they have a 5K. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try it. And oh my gosh, this like the biggest cheering section. And they... I don't know. You feel like a rock star for crying out loud. You're doing a 5K. And, and I just think it's how cool would it be to go through the parks, like legitimately yeah. just go and, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm i going to do that. I've, I've got to just kind of sort that out because they just, I think this is the first time they, they did it, right? For the last couple of years. Is this the first one, I think? There was one going on when I was there in November. They had oh, the really? villains. Okay. It was like the Halloween weekend one was there was oh. happening when I was there. Okay. Um, but I think that was the first was one the back. Part, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is the second one. And yeah. oh my gosh, the costumes, people just go right out. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. of them I think, how in the world do you run slash walk it's in that? Athletic <laughs> Disney bonding, that's what they call it. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> athletic Disney bonding, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, I think, you know, I this is something I really gotta think about. I, I have a very big milestone birthday coming up um next year. And I think that I'm gonna put together a team for my birthday. Uh, for right. to do just a 5k just we'll just do the 5k but I would love to do a half marathon and have that 13 point whatever number it is on sticker you know on the back of your car yes. wouldn't that be cool <laughs> you'd have to carb up before them the night before so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have to do it like in January or February like the cooler months because yeah to oh, do yeah. that like and like people that do it in early spring and through summer I'm like I would It'd be too hot for me. I could not, I couldn't tolerate that unless it was at night. Like if they did an overnight one running through the parks, like I could do that because then at least it'd be cooler. Yeah, a little bit. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned about the heat because on Castaway Key, they we started at some real crazy early hour, of course. Um, because it and by the time we were finished though, holy cow, it was hot, Caribbean hot. And uh, that, yeah, it's probably a good idea to do something in the cooler, cooler weather for sure. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney with your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. You'd just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more. The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney 
has spanned nearly 100 years in counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughagram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming up Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossert, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com. The Pictures is a bite-sized movie podcast. Every week we look at the ways different movies from classic horror to rom-com use food to tell stories on screen. Food unites us all. Let's explore it piece by piece on Eat the Pictures. Stay hungry. So let's go through some really quick Disney questions. Okay. Okay. Now these are going to be favorites. You can name oh. more. You can name more than one because okay, it's yay. really hard when you're an adult to like. <laughs> Why do you make this so favorite? easy on them? <laughs> well, she can name one. a couple things. I mean, <laughs> so for uh, let's start with your favorite park. <sighs> And started with a hard one, Christy. <laughs> He's like Disneyland and Disney World. All of them. Well, oh, out of those, oh, I have man. to say Walt Disney World because it has the most memories and that free. Um, you know, it's got the four part. I mean, I love them both, but my favorite's Walt Disney World. Did I have to divide that up into which part Walt Disney World? Because <laughs> that's really hard. Asking the hard questions. <laughs> know the rules, Kristen. Done. The rules. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, favorite attraction? You know what? My go-to attraction is always Pirates of the Caribbean, without a doubt. I don't know why. But I also like the one that a lot of people think are very lame, and my husband uses it for napping. Uh, Carousel of Progress. I love it. I love Carousel of Progress. For napping. Too. I know. <laughs> It's terrible to admit that, but that's he's <laughs> but, and, and the family goes on that all the time, you know. It, it so it, it's all good, but yeah, yeah. and you know what? But I, I have to say, so that's the classics. If I may tell you the newest one, uh, definitely it's gee, it's a toss up between Rise and uh, Ratatouille. It's really a toss up between oh. those two. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, we just did know. Rise on Tuesday again. That's amazing. It oh. is, isn't it? Have <laughs> yeah. any of you guys tried Ratatouille? Have you guys been on they that? did it. Yeah, a cat yeah, has. In, in November, I went. Yeah. It was really wonderful. I know. It was really wonderful. I, I loved it, wait. too. Yeah. So That's what I, I'm excited I, uh, about. Yeah. that You know, it's so hard. They have such new things. I mean... The, 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 I can't wait tr- for Tron. Sorry, speaking about attractions. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I was on that little auto... Uh, you know, the, the Autopia, Autotopia. And I had to kind of stop and take a picture of the, the Tron track. I mean, I'm, I don't do roller coasters very well, but I'm darn it. I'm going to take my gravel or my, <laughs> my ginger, whatever, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> so favorite restaurant, you can pick a quick, quick service and a table service. It doesn't have to be like, Oh, gee whiz. Uh, uh, uh. Quick, mm. oh my word, this is really stumping me. Uh, you know, one of my, I, you know, I have to tell you, one of my quick service favorites is at the uh, Mexican Pavilion at Epcot. Until I moved to the U.S., I didn't really eat any kind of Mexican food. We didn't have restaurants there for it. So I actually love Mexican food now. And my my favorite sit-down restaurant, I think would have to be Chef de France. We like that one too. That's good. Yeah, I agree. If I had to pick one, 
I and probably have, uh, somebody asked me my favorite, I've probably got a list about 20. <laughs> so, oh, I know, I know exactly. You're doing better I mean, than I do at the favorite, favorite restaurant. Favorite snack food? Oh, gosh, definitely a churro. Mm. Yeah, I'm a churro girl. It, it has to be. Unless I'm at Disneyland. And my favorite one at Disneyland is the hand-dipped corn dogs. Oh, corn my dog. gosh. So yeah. I, uh, when we just went a couple of days ago, we did have a corn dog uh, and I did have the, there's something new, the churro funnel cake, which was, <gasps> wow. Amazing. A churro funnel I'll cake. post a picture of it later on my Instagram. Yes. The, both the churro and the corn dog together. Yeah. It was, it's just, oh. it was, it's a harder dough, you know, cause it's a churro. It's a little bit yeah. harder than a funnel cake, but yeah, okay. that, the cream and everything with it, it was, it was very sweet though. Yeah. But oh. it'll, it'll keep you up all night. <laughs> oh, wow. So, mm. That's that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. uh, favorite, let's see. Character? Uh-huh. Yes, favorite I character. Think, I think we know That's from your background. I'm, I'm going to take a guess. guess here. Is it a duck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, hold on. That narrows it to two, three, four, five, six. Six counting launch pad, seven counting Darkwing Duck, seven counting. Okay, so I guess it's Donald, by the way. It is. Well, you know, mine's Donald Duck, but you know what? I found out, and so my husband and I, we've been together for 30 years, a little over 30 years now, but I just found out his favorite character, like, a year and a half ago. Isn't that crazy? Darkwing Duck. He's a duck guy too, but just Darkwing. Oh yeah, I there you this. go. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? He even named our newest dog. We've got us uh, our latest one. She's two years old now though. Uh, she's a wire-haired uh, standard size dash on. He named her Goslin. Did you know that Darkwing Duck has an adopted <laughs> daughter named do- Goslin? Yes, Goslin, yes. I had no That's idea cute. until he named her. Helps her solve, helps, helps him in his crime solving. Uh, I had no idea. So yeah, we've got Go Go Gazi. She's a she's a great little fun fun dog. But you know, I always say though that Mickey does have my heart. Uh, Donald's my guy, but Mickey has my heart. And I only got to see the talking Mickey once for the very first time. It was about four years ago. <gasps> you need tissues going into that because. Like he's talking to you. He's talking to you. And it, uh, yeah, that was an amazing experience. I'd love for them to bring that back to you sometime. But have you guys ever had a chance to see Talking Mickey at all? Oh, gosh. I'm telling you, I didn't think I was going to cry. I did like my, all the photos have like a big red nose and I don't look very happy, but I'm just like, really, it got me, got me a lot, you know? Yeah, and they do it when we went. I felt like a little kid, you know, like the same feeling that you see little kids when they see Mickey for the first time, like seeing him talk and his eyes blink and everything like that was just. Oh yeah, and you know, insane. I had I had I had a special experience with Donald back in I don't know I think it was like October November, so I was recording the Calvacay, and uh, Donald blew me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> like me, because I was the only one standing there, but it was so fun. I, yeah, I just, yeah, Donald Duck and me. Uh, and you know who else has their favorite? Uh, Bob Gurr, Donald's his guy, too. Um, Al John likes mm. Donald. That's his oh, favorite, yeah? too. Yeah, Donald's That's number yours, one, Jeannie's number two. Sorry, Jeannie. There you go. Oh, yeah, oh fun, fun, yeah, fun. Absolutely. Oh, you know what? I have to tell you, can, can I ask, just ask your favorites? So, Bubba, who's your favorite? Oh, my gosh. It's Well, I mean, now that Star Wars is with Disney, it's Darth Vader. But if I had to choose pre-Star Wars, pre-Marvel yeah. and everything, yeah. uh, you know what? It's Goofy just because I was a big Goofy sports cartoon addict. If okay. it came on, I watched it all the time. And oh. I don't know, it just... Just made me fall in love with them. Just awesome. how about you, Cat? How about you? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm it's I'm ashamed to admit this sometimes. Oh, oh. but I'm gonna say the S word. Nobody get mad at me. Um, Stitch is my favorite. <laughs> oh, not, okay. That is not That's fun. Limits here, Kristen. How about you? How, since we know Aljons. What's so yours? I'm going to I'm going to remove Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel from it. It's it's, it's going to yeah. be specifically Disney. I have to go with Belle. 
Um, uh, I was going to say Belle. I think hers is Belle. When, <laughs> when I saw that movie, I just loved it. And to yeah. see a princess that was so different from yeah. all the ones. Cause, I mean, I grew up 70s, 80s. There were no, you know, everything that we saw was in the theater was a movie that had already come out and had a theater release. They were just releasing, re-releasing them. Mm -hmm. And so that was like the first movie that I saw one and I was like, Oh, you know, like she is a cool princess. She likes to read. She's smart. You know, she's like all about, not about the handsome guys. She's like, no, I don't know. <laughs> You're pretty, but go away. Um, <laughs> and she, and having brown hair and she has brown eyes. And I was like, and it's a princess who looks like me. Yeah. You know, so I really yeah. related to her. And the older I got, the more like I related to her even more with her, like, you know, wanting adventure and to see the world and knowing that there's more than just where she lives and that kind of stuff. Mm. Really just that, I, love I related that. Yeah. to her. Belle, Belle and Ariel are my daughter's favorite princesses and we still have her, her, her dresses. So that'll be for a grandchild way down the road, I guess. But nice. yeah, Belle, I, I like Belle too. There, there's a lot of uh, princesses out there that um, they've changed since, yeah. you know, I was a little girl and it, I think it's wonderful. I, I'll never forget my encounter with uh, Mulan outside the Chinese pavilion there at Epcot. And I had never met her before. Oh, my gosh. She was very feisty. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but it's perfect. You know, it's perfect. Of course, Mulan is that way. But I just um, was surprised that she was not a, a princessy princess, if you know what I yeah. mean. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little partial to the two Disney folks, but you know, my heart is also with Marvel and star Wars. So, uh, and you, and you do actually have a lot of those, uh, actors and actresses and people involved in star Wars in this book, which is really mm. cool. You have a whole variety of, of con uh, contributors for the book, which is great. So there's something for everybody. Yeah. Love. That, that was something that, you know, again, I, I would, I had the concept of the book, but unless I had the recipes, I couldn't really make a cookbook, you know? So I was just like hoping that it was all going to work out. And not only did I have 12 different sections with several recipes and well, lots of recipes in, in other sections, but I did have the whole gamut and I have decided that there is going to be a second one coming out. Um, I'm really hoping by the end of the year, like maybe December or something, I'm supposed to do another talk at um, a, um, a place in Florida that had me just in, in November. And I thought, Oh, it'd be really nice to have that other cookbook out. But I'm excited about that because the first one they say is always the trickier one, you know, just letting people know about it. And, you know, it's it's out there now and people will actually the re, one of the reasons why I'm going to do another cookbook is there's just so many fantastic people out there. I want in the cookbook. And I'm also having people come to me saying, gee, if we would have known about this book, we would have been in it. So I'm like, hey, uh, all right, <laughs> let's go. Cool. I love it. There's so many, you know, I know that uh, you've got voice actors, you've got people uh, that have been with the parks like Lee Cockrell, in fact, uh, Raleigh Crump, a lot of Imagineers, even uh, Warwick Davis, who we love so much. Oh, yes. Harry Potter. Yeah. And artists, too. And artists, too, that oh, you artists? can, yeah, oh, yeah like Larry Dobson, yeah. who has over the years done many, many signings and stuff at Disney with his artwork. So, that's really cool. Yeah. And yeah, I got yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of these artists actually became friends of mine over the years. So that was an easy one to call on them and um a lot of the animators as well. Like it's really neat to hear their story behind the recipe again, you know. But uh I really wanted to address I've got young young folks i've got you know debbie reynolds and the original musketeers for older folks and i think it's really cool that i've got annette finicello's recipe that was one that's i didn't awesome. anticipate that's amazing. 
Yeah. And another thing I hadn't anticipated is actually Walt's notes to his housekeeper regarding the foods that he wanted her to make. Those are his favorites. And they look like they're taped into the book and it's so cool. It's in his handwriting. Um, Yeah. So that, I mean, it's really neat how the whole Disney and Star Wars community came together for this cookbook. And I got just you know, I, I got all these recipes, I got these stories, and I got these special, uh, you know, notes. And even uh, the original Donald Clarence Nash, his handwritten recipes in there. And he always carried around a Donald Duck stamp with himself. And so he would stamp things after he he wrote, he he would stamp it. And you can see that. It, it's so fun. That's it's really Donald lovely. stamp of approval, right? There. Yeah. <laughs> but it's in his handwriting. You know, that to me is just so special uh, to, to have their actual handwriting, written notes and that in, in the book. Yeah. Well, does anybody have any other questions? I was afraid uh, we could be talking all day I to Kimberly know. because we have so much in common and and the book is awesome, but I think the the cookbook is great, and we're going to have it in our show notes. And then we're also going to have a link to the Positively Disney website where you can also pick up all five of the Positively Disney books with all kinds of great stories and testimonials of cast members and other people sharing magic uh, with, with Kimberly and, and archiving them for you, everyone to enjoy, which is awesome. I and there's another just, one coming, right? Yeah. Well, yes. Book six will be out. I'm actually doing a second edition of the Star Wars one because I've got several more stories to add to that in time for celebration. And then book six will be out. I don't know exactly when it'll be out. And, they, and I want to get the cookbook out. But I wanted to let people know this is really fun. So I actually have a new Facebook page and a, an Instagram for the cookbook, PositivelyDizzy.Cookbook. And it's an opportunity for people to make their the dishes and share them on Instagram with people to show what cool. they've made. And so I, I try to put up a dish every week. I don't tell exactly whose dish it is, but I kind of, you know, I, you can see the dish and, you know, I give you hints because I dress it up. I decorate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm now turning into a food stylist, which I just found out there are such things as food stylists. Like, yeah, oh, yeah cat, you know that? Like a set director that. for your food. Yeah. Uh, so Kat might be able to lend you some help there, Kimberly, because she's, oh. the, she, she's a professional. She's a professional. <laughs> Are you cat really? Uh, my does my degrees in production design actually yes I've, I've done a lot of that and then my other podcast is about food in the movies so I talk a lot about uh, food styling in that show as well so oh, I love food awesome. styling oh, the best I love I, that too and I eat food. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that is. Oh, well, gosh. Well, we'll be sure to uh, add all of those links to the new socials and the book so people can pick it up in our show notes. And once again, I, I think it's really cool that you have this book out. And of course, it is also a great way to uh, benefit a great charity, Feeding America, which is helping people in our own backyard. So an amazing, amazing piece there. And I think people should just pick up this book and, and enjoy it, but also know that it's going to a good cause. So awesome. Yeah. I was pretty excited to, to officially work with feeding America. They really loved the concept. They loved the book. And uh, so, yeah, they um, said, yes, let's, let's do this. And uh, so my goal is to raise $500,000, which is 5 million meals. Uh, I, I don't know exactly when I'll do that. It might take me a couple of years. I'm not too sure, but uh, I just, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting to to be able to to help others. You know, I've been very fortunate not to have been in any tough situation um, regarding food and feeding my family. And so, um, as a, as a mother, I am just very grateful that I can just do a little part of things and to help other people. I think it's fantastic. Bless you. Bless you. Yes. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you know when we share new content. Kimberly, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Yes, uh, you can find me, Kimberly, with an L-E-Y Bouchard uh, on uh, Instagram, uh, well, on Facebook. Uh, I have the Minnie Mouse polka dots. You see Positively Dizzy Book, Positively Dizzy Cookbook on Facebook. Positively Disney book and Positively Disney cookbook on Instagram. So I am a little bit out there, a little bit, yeah. 
And they can also get the book on Amazon, by the way. People can pick that up on Amazon. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have a link for that as well for where people can pick that up on Amazon. Great. If you want to support the show, you guys can do that by donating to us via Anchor. They've got a nice little sponsor program where you can donate as little as 99 cents a month or as much as $9.99 a month. And we are looking to be giving things to our sponsors. So we're considering stickers, pop sockets, also buttons. So let us know what you guys would like. Uh, You can also help the show out by shopping our links. We've, of course, have Amazon, Disney Store, and Garden Grocer. You can find them at diningatdisney.com. Bubba, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? On Instagram, you can find me at big underscore Bubba underscore B. And then also on our Dining at Disney Facebook page and other social media accounts, YouTube, Instagram. We're all over the place, especially the podcast. So look around. And then for any travel, food or travel, cruise, any type of sailing you want to do across the world, talk to Christian right there at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Awesome. Oh, and then all sorry. And then also, yeah, no cat. Where did we lost cat? We lost cat. But don't forget to check out Cat R. Corey and Instagram <laughs> at cat underscore catastrophe. Did I say that right? <laughs> uh, catastrophe. Um, like and then also try to spell that out. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll also check out Cat at Eat the Pictures podcast, where every week she takes a little little bite sized look at food and film. And she's continuing her uh, stories about the food featured in Harry Potter. So uh, be sure to check that out, especially since the Harry Potter anniversary is going on on HBO Max. Pretty cool stuff there, too. Oh, and uh, yes. And all the socials for Dining at Disney. Yes. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, which is one of our favorite places to post. Of course. Awesome. Well, yeah, be sure to check out all the great podcasts, including the Disney list. With Kristen and myself, also WDW Park Hoppers with Park Hopper John and Park Hopper Sid, the Disney Parks Podcast with Tony and John, and the Skull Rock Podcast with me, Al John, and Dave Bossert from Disney, and of course, Cat's Podcast, Eat the Pictures. For more Facebook fun, join our friends at Disney Dorks and Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone, and you can find the podcast everywhere you get podcasts, as well as Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com. Thank you for making Dining at Disney part of the top 20 podcast you must follow this year we do appreciate that so give us those likes and subscribes and those five-star reviews kimberly thank you so much for being on the show we really enjoyed having you here and cannot wait for that second book as well oh um, thank you so very much it was my pleasure <laughs> until you. next time i'm Kristen. with me was bubba and cat and kimberly bon appetit The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners. I'm Kristen Hetzel, vacation planner, world traveler, Disney foodie, and theme park fan. I'm Al John Go. I'm the husband who's also Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel Comics fan. And together, we host a Disney List podcast. Every week, you'll hear us list our favorite things about Disney theme parks, films, shows, travel, Marvel, and Star Wars in a top 10 list, rankings, and more. That's an impressive list. Subscribe to the Disney List podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. You can even stream us on Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com and check out our live shows on Facebook, the Disney List podcast. Visit thedisneylist.com.